So it's been a week, but it's great to be podcasting again. Uh, feel kind of like it's my first time podcasting. I feel like I haven't podcasted in a million years, but I think that we're gonna pull off a great show today. And uh, before we can jump into any of that, I guess we need some opening banter. Uh, you got any mm. ideas, any banter ideas? Where are you on the Apple TV? I, t- I have told you before, Michael, that I haven't had an Apple product since the fat iPod. Right. Okay. I forgot that, you know, you were not the person to talk to, about, <laughs> uh, you know, credible you want, tech. And if yeah. you want to, if you want to talk uh, streaming services that are niche, though, I have uh, recently, this isn't sponsored by a shutter, but I've been uh, watching some stuff on Shutter. It's a uh, streaming platform that's specific. This seems so sponsored. It's not. <laughs> I, it's streaming guys, platform you know. that's, that's uh, specific <laughs> to horror movies. And uh, watched uh, quite a few gems on there. We talked about The Void. Uh, and uh, right now I'm, I'm watching this movie called uh, Castle Freak by the same guy, I think, that did... Uh, Herbert West Reanimator, the uh, another another classic B movie. You see any of these movies, Michael? Have not have not heard of any of those. No. Well, Herbert West is uh, is pretty amazing because there's this one part where uh, this guy gets his head cut off, and then the whole thing is that you can like reanimate people, kind of like uh, Frankenstein, but with like a serum instead of electricity. It's not really that important. Point is that like he uh, he's like a head in like a tray of blood, and then he can still command the body around. So it's pretty fun. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. So uh, I'd recommend you watch that. Uh, any good horror movies, Michael? We'll give you a chance to get a horror movie and horror movie uh, recommendation for summer summer horror movie. What do you got? Okay, so I can't give a movie because oh. I've been a little out of the game for movie. Although okay. I did watch Midsummer, and that was uh, terrifyingly beautiful. Well, that one—that um, the- one is the definition yeah. of a summer horror movie, dude. So you nailed it. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> true. Midsummer, we're kind of midsummer. Yeah. But I, I, as a quick, quick, like actual, just sincerely, I loved it. Uh, I would check out the series, uh, oh. the, the Haunting of Bly Manor. Oh, okay, nice. Called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. And the Haunting of Hill House as well, right? I, uh, I'm still on that. Like, uh, we watched okay. the first couple episodes and it just felt a bit, I don't know, Blind Manor feels more prioritizing uh, plot versus the scares, like almost incorporating it like more smart. And then yeah, true. Hill House has felt a bit more scary than it has been trying to tell me a story. But I've been told that it gets way better, that it's a fantastic show and it's par, it's like on par with Blind Manor. Yeah, so I've got to a- watch Hill House as well. There's a twist coming. There's a twist coming. That's your good news. Oh, uh, oh that's for. quite a twist right there. But uh, another another twist uh, that I have for everybody is this song that I have in store for you. I'm not sure why it's a twist um, because we always play a song now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe it's a twist because I'm playing it on electric guitar. Anyways, give me a second. Uh, Michael, you you keep telling people about uh, Blind Manor why you like it. I'm gonna get my guitar ready. All right, so Blind Manor. Um, I mean, look, everyone's been there. You like watching your movies. You like watching your shows, especially of the horror variety. But here's the thing. How many of these are telling good narratives? Not not a lot of them. Not a lot of them, right? We need better narratives, better storytelling in horror. And now what's awesome is that we're getting, uh, you know, a lot of the shows 
um, that we would typically see in a movie format. I mean, we're talking about even Marvel, right? We're seeing Marvel play with the, the TV show space. And so I love that we're playing a lot more with horror series, obviously, um, uh, American Horror Story. Is that what it's called? The horror, yeah, American Horror Story. They have got a great series. They've been doing great stuff. I love the, car the Carnival one or the Freak Show one. Um, but yeah, with Blind Manor, you, you get the time you need with, through that series to really tell the story you want to do while also keeping uh, viewers on edge, both from a storytelling perspective and from a horror perspective as well. So really good show. Please go check that out. Again, not, we are not sponsored by this either, or nor Netflix. But, um, you know, I think that's enough there. Jared seems to be back in his chair, ready to go with a, a song I've been told uh, by the producers backstage, by the way, that this is Jared's uh, finest creation yet. So oh, okay. uh, we'll have nice. to see how this goes. Uh, Jimmy's always been a filthy liar, but, um, you know, wow, if he's wrong wow. here, we're going to can Shots him. fired. Shots fired. Michael's going to replace me on the podcast if I don't kill this No, song, not you. So. Jimmy. Jimmy, the guy Jimmy. behind the stage. Oh, the, behind the, the stage. Guy, okay, uh, okay. Who's okay, telling okay. me? Give me the tidbits of yeah, information. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Cheap Cam. Jimmy Cheap Cam. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's pulling Classic. the strings. Classic. He's making the cartons go. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Okay, dude. We've probably looped this intro so many times. I better get into the song. That's okay. This is my favorite part. Uh, yeah, go here ahead. we go. It's <laughs> <laughs> your favorite part when you don't have to do the freaking song. <laughs> All right. All right, we're ready to rock this. There is a podcast on Spotify. Dear listeners, I am your photographer, Jared oh Poirier, my. and we are oh here with another stunning photographer with, uh, with a beard and a beautiful uh, orange hat on to compliment my blue shirt. Who are you, mm -hmm, sir? Mm -hmm. Morning, morning, folks. We have just witnessed greatness. Um, I think we need to, to take a second here. I want everyone to take their hats off and, uh, you know, put them near, near their chest and let's respect this man for, um, you know, through a moment of silence. I think that's it. That's a good moment of silence there. Uh, Jared, I didn't realize I was buying time. I was just kind of going off on a banter, but here's what we're going to do. All right. Now we're going to talk about how, uh, Jared, gave me no notice on this banter reel but here we are and uh jared seems to be back so i didn't need to do too much while he was gone jared uh what's going on man how do you feel about your performance um it was it was pretty good man it was pretty good i, I should have learned the finger picking 
kind of, you know, just went with the, mm. the strumming on that. It's a classic uh, finger picking song. Maybe one that would have been more suited to uh, Michael Costa's guitar talents as uh, mm. as he's more uh, proficient, I guess you could say, with uh, that particular methodology, that particular approach to uh, to the guitar. But did my best, you know. Uh, it was it was about podcasts and photography, so mm-hmm. I guess we have mm-hmm. that. And uh, speaking about podcasts and uh, speaking about photography, uh, we mm-hmm. have today a classic episode of Photography Brothers. We've been doing so many guest episodes, and uh, I'm just I'm just pumped to be here. Just me and Michael, like old times, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. we've we've got a brilliant. Topic. Uh, I guess we might as well tell people what the topic is right now. Michael, you want to tell people what the topic is? Yeah, it's it's basically how to take an L. Um, yeah, how yeah. to take an L. Mm-hmm. So I think first what we're going to do is we're going to break down a few examples of Ls. And then from there, we may or may not give you the actual, you know, pieces of advice, the tidbits that help us through it, or we'll just let you fall on your face yourself. But we're going to see uh, <laughs> how the time goes here. Yeah, we're going to see if we have enough time to actually help you or just uh, leave you dangling on the cliff. <laughs> no, we're definitely going to we're, we're definitely going to provide some some tips uh, as we do here on the show. Um, just, just give them more reasons to worry, more things to think yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> really worried about these bad things that are coming. No, we're just, uh, you know, to, to go back on the old uh, role playing game analogy of the podcast, we're here to give you the uh, the armor, the swords, the uh, magical mm. skills, whatever you need. Um, to succeed. If you don't know what an L is, uh, that's a loss, just in case, if you don't, uh, if you're not up on, <laughs> on the lingo and you're just super confused. Yeah. That's, if you're uh, like, what's, what's an L, then you are privileged. <laughs> you then, have no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we're, we're talking about taking a loss here. And, uh, and it's something that's going to happen in uh, any, well, any endeavor that you take on, any line of work, uh, any, you know, uh, creative passion that you choose to pursue, pretty much anything that you try to do, uh, sometimes mm-hmm. you're going to lose. Even LeBron James loses basketball games sometimes, right? Like no matter yep. who it is, um, there's going to be times uh, when you come up against that L and you've got to be able to stare that L in the face. And really, you have to be able to accept it because at the end of the day, if you can't take an L and you can't move forward from that, then you're basically just going to be stuck in the same, uh, you're going to be like a dog chasing your tail, essentially, right? Just kind of running around over and over again, uh, not really getting anywhere. And, uh, you know, you're going to make mistakes. The important thing is that you uh, learn from those mistakes and kind of move on, right, Michael? Yes. uh, Jared is not only a master guitar player and vocalist, he's also a poet. He's also a poet. Um, so yeah, we know I agree with every word. Um, the only thing I ask is that you make the the words rhyme next time. And then that way we can turn it into a a hip hop remix. Oh yeah. I'll work on that. I'll work on that. Um, yeah. uh, (laughs) Next time we'll do an original song next time. I don't really have the, the rhymes coming to the top of my head right now. I'm trying to think about, uh, photography and, uh, Mm -hmm. photography doesn't rhyme with a lot of things. Maybe geography. Um, ah, there you go. Yeah. 
I don't know. Let's There's break them be down. There. Anyways, <laughs> let's break some, these things down. Huh? What are the uh, yeah? What are some of the the L's that you're gonna face in photography? Maybe you know, since it is a photography podcast, let's start there, man. So, what are some yeah. uh, L's you can expect to take in photography? Yeah, uh, so definitely got a few here, and uh, you're gonna notice that they're gonna really gonna range uh, because there are many L's, different types of L's uh, that you can that you can have for sure. So the first one I have here is losing out on a project, or in general due to pricing, um, mm -hmm. on a project bid or in, uh, due to pricing. So what I mean there is, you know, if you, you lose out on a bid, sometimes sometimes you'll have it where you're not the only uh, person producing media for uh, or uh, offering to. To, to do that and that's usually with larger clients um and so they'll kind of be weighing out their options as far as pricing and and um hopefully a bit more goes into the decision than that but but often pricing and if you lose that on a bid um then you don't get the job the other guy gets the job or in general just due to pricing so that's one there i also have a rushing footage uh resulting in out of focus um or uh distracting um visuals in your frame that you didn't take enough time to kind of uh, to look at and, and, and take out to remove from the frame. Uh, and then depending on what you're shooting, if it's like film um, or, or something that has a linear timeline and, and narrative, um, you know, you're going to miss con continuity errors. Um, and, you know, again, that's going to, that's an L because you're, you're getting poor footage. Right. Um, and then the last one I had here was a, a client not liking or approving your final cut or set. Yeah, that's uh a lot of crossover with uh, what I have here. A uh, <laughs> couple that you didn't touch on, I would say uh, broken gear uh, mm. is one that definitely, or, or you know, even uh, uh, malfunctioning gear, stuff like that. Uh, footage not coming out how you want is definitely something, but I've even had situations, the longer you guys do this, I've been doing this for like four years now, you will eventually, I'm sorry to say it, and it's ter it's terrifying, but you will eventually lose footage off of a memory card. These, uh, <laughs> these SD cards, they are fallible, so you're going to have to uh, learn to uh, deal with that. And uh, the one that, you know, there's not a lot that you can do to prevent this. It's more like how you address it, how you bounce back from it. Uh, every once in a while, there's just going to be a global pandemic uh, that <laughs> comes along and uh, makes your photography business really difficult. Uh, so you're going to want to look out for that. Um, but we actually have, other than maybe that last one, like I said, very difficult to prevent. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're, we're going to give you some, some tactics, some solutions to these issues. Uh, I definitely have a few here, and I'm assuming that uh, Michael has a few solutions as well. Uh, out of all of these things that we've brought up, Michael, all of these challenges, all of these potential L's, uh, which ones have you experienced, or all of them? Um, definitely, definitely all of them, um, and some <laughs> still to date. <laughs> some still yeah. to date. Um, I think one that definitely still happens I don't want to say frequently, but it's definitely still happens from time to time is rushing footage yeah. um, and just not taking the time to make sure I got the shot. And I think the best thing you can do is, um, or at least one of them, I'm sure Jared will have some good points too, but I think it's good to try and prioritize getting two at least, but up to three takes that work. Yeah, um, for sure. 
right? And, and when you're doing that, you're going through the exercise of, of prioritizing quality, you're going to be slowing everything down uh, by nature, reviewing your, um, your viewfinder, seeing what's going on in frame. And in general, I think, you know, uh, maybe and this is a separate one uh, for this uh, issue as well, but, you know, having a checklist uh, can help and maybe bringing that on uh, set with you. So that way you can go through it, make sure me and Jared, you know, we use a checklist for this show. Uh, we haven't followed, well, we haven't visually read through it for a while, but I think we understand what they are because we're like 32 episodes in now. Um, but yeah, we'll still, you know, before the show goes, Hey, are your, your phone volumes too high because it can bleed through the mic, right? Little things like that. And it's, it's to help with quality, right? Do you have any tips for, uh, for this L? Uh, for that one in particular, uh, yeah, I would just say like putting in the care while you're on set, uh, is definitely a big part of that. Like you said, have multiple takes, have stuff for security. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, man, I think you pretty much covered a lot of it. I mean, having steps that you always follow, uh, having a checklist to make sure that, uh, that everything is in place. Um, the only really other one that I can think of off the top of my head is like, uh, developing a, a, a like specialty or a specialization where you're kind of doing, uh, similar shoots, uh, over and mm -hmm. over again, mm -hmm. sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to do that all the time. You're going to get pretty bored. Um, but definitely specializing in something like I shoot a lot of real estate and things like that. So I'm pretty, uh, well prepared if that comes along, you know? Yeah. And then I guess by being so well prepared by understanding uh your specific craft well enough like mm -hmm. you know what to look for you mm -hmm. know how to cancel things out and then you know you know practice makes perfect you you end up at a point where you um like you it, take, it doesn't take you that long to even check for these for these quality issues anymore yep Another uh, another problem that you're definitely gonna face. I face it all the time. I think it was maybe our like second episode or third episode. Um, <laughs> you're too expensive, if you guys remember that episode. Mm. Uh, a classic. It was before we did the song at the beginning. Regrettably, should have thought of that one earlier. But uh, still, <laughs> still a, a classic, a vintage episode of Photography Brothers. And uh, and that one's just gonna happen. I feel like there's no place where you could set your rates where people aren't gonna say you're too expensive. So just just set your rates where uh you know you need to set them to be able to keep your business open and uh and make a profit and be able to you know hopefully afford your rent <laughs> buy some groceries you know you've <laughs> yes. got uh you've got expenses you're going to want to keep those uh covered so you know whether you're doing a flat rate on shoots or uh pricing hourly you just got to price it the way like you really honestly you have to do the math figure out what your expenses are where you're actually going to be making a little bit of profit that's going to keep you like again Again, keep you uh, keep you functioning, keep you shooting photos, uh, and you know help you enjoy your life a little bit as well, and be able to afford uh, you know certain things. So uh, you know maybe mm -hmm. a, a beer every now and again, or a nice coffee every now and again, and don't be um, you know dissuaded. Is that a word? Disu I'm not sure. I can check. I'm gonna say it's the opposite of persuaded. <laughs> Yeah, you check it. You check it. Don't be uh, discouraged. I'll go with. I know that's a word. Yeah, discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't be discouraged uh, when people tell you that 
you're too expensive. Like take that as uh, a badge of honor and just stand by that pricing, right? Like if you've actually like put it into an Excel spreadsheet, blah, 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 this is how much money I need to make to make a profit in this photography business, which is what you have to do. Uh, you just have to stand by that. If you standardize it that way, I think that's really going to help you as well. Help you take some of the emotion out of it and just know that saying no to those low price gigs. Like if someone only wants to pay you, let's say like a hundred bucks for a shoot or they're like, Oh man, I'll mm -hmm. give you like 50 bucks and, uh, and a six pack <laughs> for a shoot. You know, you're like, <laughs> uh, you know what <sighs> you might have to say no to that. And just know that saying no to those is actually saying yes to something better. That's definitely something that you need to keep in mind, right? Like if you're always doing this busy work, like shoots for very little money, uh, you know, eventually you're going to be in the place where you're not looking for better work. You're not looking for something that's going to help you take your business to the next level. So those are kind of just L's that you need to embrace, I think. And, uh, and they're not even really L's from that perspective, right? No. Like if yeah. you have to say, and I do it all the time, like I, there's one very fresh in my head not gonna say the person's name or nothing but <laughs> but uh oh yeah like just someone who you know approached me uh you know liked my work and uh and asked me for a quote and then said oh well uh that's like i, I can't pay you that much and blah, blah blah and i'm like well you know what i'm just gonna say say that's fine and i'm gonna happily move on to the, the next bigger thing and uh Frankly, I did book a photo shoot for exactly the same rate that I was trying to charge them just a few days later. So reaffirmed uh, my, my faith that, you know, my pricing is reasonable and the, the work that I'm doing is at a level where it justifies, you know, maybe not that my pricing is crazy, but, you know, a nice cost that's that's worth my time. Yeah, I think um, I think you have some really good points there. Um, you know, I like, you know, obviously uh, focusing on the positive side to it. I think one positive thing that you're, you're kind of bringing out of this is that it's, it's not like an L it's, it's, um, it's a kind of an opportunity to one string, um, filter out the people you don't want to work with. And then also, um, you know, maybe it is a situation where, and I'm not saying this is Jared's situation. Jared has been doing this for a while. He's a professional. Um, his rates are, are more than reasonable, but if you are somebody who maybe is newer to the game, maybe your pricing, you, it might be above what the threshold is. Right. And, um, you know, that's when it's a good chance for you to maybe reflect. Maybe it's something that you're hearing a lot right now. Um, so go back, reflect on your pricing. If you have other folks that are in your space that you're close enough with, um, it doesn't hurt to, to kind of tell them what's been going on, ask them what their pricing is, you know, it helps again, the closer, closer you are, they're going to be a bit more opening, open to, to sharing that information with you. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, the other alternative, and of course me and Jared have even, um, had an episode stem from one of these is looking online. Um, and seeing how other people are structuring their, their pricing or how they're, uh, how in general they are pricing their work. Um, so I think, yeah, you know, everything that Jared said is, to, is awesome, but also, um, you know, again, if it's something you hear a lot, a lot, great opportunity for, um, reflection and again, not an L this is not, not an L at all. Yeah, for sure. Any, uh, on, uh, on the topic of breaking gear, maybe let's, uh, switch gears pun intended let's talk about that i guess uh some ways that you can uh a prevent that from happening or b cool. you know move on uh, i think michael you have a personal story of smashing some pretty expensive gear before right buddy 
Oh man, I have so many. Unfortunately, oh a uh, lot the, of them. Uh oh, I know about <laughs> yeah, one too. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's confessions. Welcome to yeah. confessions of Michael Costa, <laughs> the podcaster. Uh, okay, I, I'll give you. I'll give you a quick one, and then I'll give you because um, it's funny, and then I'll give you like a legit, okay, a legit example that we'll probably bounce off of. But uh, quick one. There was um, we have a place here called an Ontario Place. It's actually being yeah. renovated. It's gonna look gorgeous, but. Um, every winter they do this sort of light fest. They wrap all the trees in lights. It's a very super uh, cool thing. Very cool. Yeah. And so I was out, um, I'm going to say four or five years ago and, uh, we just walk around with some photographer, photographer friends taking photos and, uh, everyone knows Canon's like, look, I'm a Sony guy. Okay. I got a lot of respect for this lens. Everyone knows about the plastic. Fantastic. All right. The 50 mil F one eight, the thing. You know, you don't want to drop that. You don't want to drop that from too high up. You know what I mean? It's not, you know, it's literally made of fully re recycled plastic. You know, you don't, you're not going uh, deep water diving with that for sure. But um, I, I dropped it from maybe hip height in the actual um, front glass piece Ugh. of the of the thing popped off and flew Ugh. off. Uh, and all the elements were exposed. So, oh, no. so yeah, that was one. Uh, the big one though is actually uh, during a gig. It's thankfully near the end of uh, that gig. Um, I dropped my 5D Mark II, and that Whoa. was the end of its life. It was oh, already a no. used camera. Oh, no. um, that yeah, one that one hurts. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's Ooh. when I left Canon. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know, man. What a too bad history could have been very different <laughs> had you not dropped that camera and at the oh, maybe oh especially smashing the 5d man that that really sucks how are you able to move forward after that though like obviously you didn't give up on photography so no definitely not um so i guess what i what i had to look at was you know having an option and actually what was nice is that um, it's not that I for, had foreseen this. I just, you know, I saw the a6000 at the time, which was a f decently new camera. I think the a63 had just come out. Um, and you know, the a6, uh, sorry, the, the, uh, the Canon camera I had did not shoot continuous video and I wanted to start doing video again. So I had purchased this camera as one, a backup to, uh, this older camera that I already had, you know, you never know what's going to happen, but also to use it as my video primary. And thankfully, you know, having that backup, uh, help, help me, you know, be able to, you know, not, not really miss too much of a beat. And unfortunately for Jared, it was that transition, that camera that I had to live with for a year that uh that you know has me today still shooting sony yeah it can it can work out you know <laughs> <laughs> it, it worked out i mean you did you did end up with uh with a camera that you love a camera system that you love in the end mm -hmm. i think uh mm -hmm. yeah maybe the biggest part of dealing with that i've never broken an entire camera body oh wait no i did break my girlfriend's camera but it was a point and shoot oh so, no yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a point and shoot. Uh, I actually have a video. I'll, if I if I remember, I'll link it uh, down below about breaking my girlfriend's camera. Uh, oh boy! I, I actually tried to like buy a very similar one, but obviously she noticed, right? There was no way <laughs> getting that. Wait, you bought one and then just like slid it back into place or whatever? I tried. Like, yes, <laughs> I did try. And she was like, "This is clearly different." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Anyways, because she, she's gonna remember any of the damage that she put on it, right? It's like, well, where is this? Where's this ding? I don't understand. 
Oh yeah, no, I mean I like dropped it. Uh, it was a point and shoot, and I dropped it like lens first, so that like oh. when you turned it on, it would just go like. Chicka, 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 chicka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Anyways, I'll I will link it. I'll link that video uh, down below. You guys can check that out. Um, but when you do smash gear, I think that you just have to look at the bigger picture and again that's where really having like the vision there you know having a larger vision in place of what you're trying to do uh you know whether that's uh, doing some good giving back with your photography business which you know we try to do on this podcast as much as possible and i try mm -hmm. to do with galaxy as much as possible and uh you know whether it's something like that or you know you're just trying to build a better future for yourself and for your family right and have some type of work to do that is fulfilling to you right where you don't have to have yep. that nine to five you can focus on your passion you know whatever it is whatever that vision is that thing that you're working towards i think keeping that in mind is going to help you through you know if you break your gear of course but a lot of these that we're talking about uh even the hardest ones let's get into the hardest one here um you know yeah. i was kind of joking there's probably not going to be a, at least i hope not <laughs> global <laughs> pandemic <laughs> ever again you know or you know, hopefully not yeah. for a while anyways um but we're you know, not there like are, clean out of this yeah. one yet so <laughs> yeah i mean i went to the movie theater so i feel like we are but i know I, I, <laughs> okay. that's the were. threshold sorry yeah sorry yeah, go ahead I could, see, I could eat popcorn again so i felt like it was over oh, but I, guess, <laughs> I guess it's not uh but when it comes to you know I feel like I'm talking really fast. So people who listen to our podcast at 1.5% speed, it's going to be like really intense. You're good. Them. You're good yeah, because you anyways. start at normal, but then it's a yes. gradual increase throughout the episodes. They've yeah. adjusted to the, to, to the, the progression for yeah. sure. For sure. You know, then it's fine. Um, but anyways, uh, you know, with uh, the economy and stuff the way it is, there is going to be, uh, you know, economic trouble every once in a while. So this is something that you should be prepared for, I guess. Uh, maybe what are some ways to uh, ensure that your business is, uh, you know, let's say recession ready. You know what I mean? How do you make sure that your business can survive uh, hard economic times? Yeah. Uh, so I think the best thing that you can do, and I think, I mean, look, me and Jared kind of just kind of did this. Um, we, you know, we, we had to adapt. Uh, I think that's, that's one of the things is, um, you know, it, it especially helps if it, it's, you know, obvious that it's not going to be forever or, um, you know, it's, it's not going to take too long, but in general, I think broadening your skill set, um, you know, to kind of just prepare, for that kind of thing, you know, for me, um, you know, I was primarily shooting photos before this pandemic began and then, uh, slowly, but surely some gigs did start coming in, but it was all video and, you know, it's, you know, it's something I had played with. Um, it had something, it had been something that I'd used for, you know, tabletop videos. Um, but I wasn't doing anything too, too complicated. But um, it, it's pretty you know, impressive now how much growth that I've had just by adapting to what was currently available in the market. And now, you know, coming out of cross fing fingers crossed uh, this pandemic, um, I have uh, an, an another offering that I feel more confident like putting out there. 
Yeah, man, that's uh, that's dope that you bring that one up because that was the first one on my list right here. Um, <laughs> diver- of course. Diversifying, uh, having more than one usable skill. And I was like so thinking about your example of someone who was, uh, you know, predominantly a photographer and had those mm-hmm. video skills on the back burner, especially from being uh, so involved with your own content and making stuff on YouTube and, you know, similar to my story that I got into all of that just for fun. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, my example definitely uh, fits that as well. Like how I used to be, um, you know, more oriented towards graphic design. I still do a bit of graphic design, but, you know, as I got those video skills up, that became uh, another source of income. So I think that's definitely Mm -hmm. one way that you can uh, avoid that L or you know, uh, with the theme of this podcast, being, being able to kind of take that L and embrace it. Like maybe, uh, you do have, uh, there is a economic downturn of some type. Maybe you do lose a client. Maybe you do, uh, lose part of your business. Um, but you've got like something else. So yeah, being able to diversify in terms of uh, set. Some people also only have like one client. They have, they have like a one client business. If it's like a really big company that's, uh, getting them to do something or, you know, the federal government or something like that that um right again i don't think yeah. that's like the best i mean it's unlikely the government will go away but they might uh defund that particular program in which case like you'll be screwed so i think again on that point like from the skills level but also from the client level having a little bit of diversity and you're not going so crazy that you know you're uh i don't know crazy example you're shooting uh at the oh. zoo and you're also okay. uh shooting presidential portraits right like maybe you don't want to diversify that hard but uh you know or you know maybe the maybe shooting a bunch of uh gorillas and then going over to shoot the president uh might not be that different so it just it sounded so bad <laughs> like going over to shoot a bunch of gorillas and then to go and shoot the president <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh, uh, I'm going that, to share this video from that timestamp. We've got a very exciting news story to bring to all of you today. Um, from Michael, where is this? Uh, where is this article from? What's the title of this uh, news article here, buddy? This article is actually from the Ottawa Citizen. And um, it says, uh, I don't know if this is pronounced as a like a word or by letter. Uh, Mm. I'm going to say S-P-A-O, maybe SPAO. Sure. Ottawa's. Oh, yeah. So it's Ottawa's private college for photography. uh, And it's offering free tuition to full time students this fall. Really cool. Um, Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's written by Peter Hum, by the way. Yeah. Very very exciting yeah. uh very uh motivational i guess inspiring uh news when i came across this uh you know there's a lot of negativity and stuff like that when you read the news sometimes even in photography news people you know <laughs> people find a way to make to make it negative sometimes uh but this is just um some good times something to uh to make everybody's day a little bit better so this is going to be butter for your ears when you hear this news story so uh yeah we're talking about 
a uh, school of photographic arts in Ottawa. Uh, it's a uh, private uh, photography school. They offer two-year programs in the art of photography, and they are not cheap, man. So uh, these these programs uh, typically would be running you uh $15,000 for the two-year program, right? So pretty expensive, uh, comparable really to going to university, I'd say, uh, but much more career-oriented. Uh, and they have typically about like 16 students uh, to give you an idea of the size of the school. So pretty prestigious uh, and pretty, you know, uh, pretty small school, kind of uh, providing a very unique, uh, very special opportunity to people who are able to sign up. And I guess uh, for this year, the, everybody is getting free tuition, which is pretty nuts. Uh, did you read into uh, any of the reasons and stuff behind this, Michael? I have not. Oh, that's okay. I did. I did. This. That's cool because I did. <laughs> um, the reason behind this is that uh, the people who own the school, and this is a uh, private school, they don't get any government money or anything like that. Um, but they were just feeling that uh, kind of sense that we were talking about earlier today, right? That feeling of. Uh, you know, when is the pandemic over? When can we get back to normal? When should we start doing things? You know, when should we as photographers be out there, uh, you know, shooting, living our lives to the fullest, doing what we want to do? Um, so I think that that is something that they were trying to address, right? And just saying, okay, we're going to, uh, we're going to set things straight. We're going to set everything back to normal, you know, kind of turn that crazy dial back down to like a four instead of a 10 whoop, back to normal a little bit and uh you know give people a chance here to recover right i mean people have been hit pretty hard i don't know about you michael i don't have a lot of spare 15 grands lying around right now right like <laughs> so you know to give these people <laughs> no a, no he's like no um if we did we'd spend it on camera gear trust me guys <laughs> but uh yeah just give, give, people, give people a chance here uh give people an opportunity um you know to get a leg up and this is going to be a very good leg up to get all of that experience uh all of that knowledge rather than having to learn it yourself on youtube like me and michael did so yeah, another thing that's great about this is that they want to prioritize uh, like marginalized groups, uh, indigenous groups, trans people, uh, black people, all of that type of stuff, uh, giving them a chance to get into photography as well, which I think is great. Mm -hmm. I like the quote that he had in here. Um, now, I, now I don't want to be in survival mode anymore. I want to be thriving again. Um, kind of speaking to, I guess, uh, what Jared was just uh, speaking uh, about. But, uh, but yeah, by the way, uh, if you are interested in doing this, it is, uh, applications are due by August 24th. I'm not sure if this podcast is going to be up before or after. Are you crazy? Dates. This podcast will be, <laughs> this podcast will be up. I'm pretty sure before that. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> if this is August 23rd, you get your ass and $15,000 yeah. over to wherever you got to go. 
yeah. yeah. I guess I guess I'll uh, make an effort. I'll prioritize getting this podcast up uh, before the due date of this. Otherwise, I guess this information won't be super helpful. It'll still be a, an interesting story, though, and it is heartwarming. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, they're not getting any government funding. They're just uh, doing their own thing. And they're able to offer this and kind of wave the flag and just say, like, okay, like, let's get back to work here. Uh, Let's start creating again. Let's not be afraid, Uh, you know, kind of taking away that hurdle for a lot of people to uh, to be creative. So I would encourage uh, anybody out there. Um, look for things like this. Um, be aware of these opportunities. Yeah. If you're in a job that you don't necessarily love, um, but you do have a little bit of uh, creative passion, maybe you want to get into photography, videography, you want to become a content creator, uh, anything like that. I think it's important to remember that you're not necessarily locked into your position in life. Uh, there are like grants and things available. I started my business with a with a grant from the city of Toronto. Uh, so to, yeah, I encourage. Uh, everybody to do that you know go out chase your dreams i think will be uh the the message of today's uh shorter episode of the uh podcast news segment anyways uh i'm pretty sure that's the podcast what do you think dude yeah i think so Okay, so uh, it's been a very fun episode. Like I said, we've had a lot of uh, guest episodes, but it's nice to do one uh, with uh, with Michael and uh, and all the listeners here. So it's been a great time. Uh, we'll start rolling that outro music. Uh, before we go, anybody uh, that you'd like to thank, anything uh, that you want to shout out, uh, Michael. I want to thank Cusco. Mm. Um, you know, off the top, boom. You know, he's, he. I mean, he has almost vomited on my bed three times since. Okay. But okay. we're making progress here because um, the first time he he went to throw up on my bed, I said no, no, and I put my sweater. I pulled my sweater out like this, and I and I he was dodging his head. He's like no, nah, no. Nah. For some reason, he's persistent. Wants to vomit on my bed. I catch it with my sweater. Disgusting, right? I know. Second time, I grab a blanket. He's still a little like dodgy, but he, he you know he throws up on the blanket. It's not my 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 sheets here, right? My beautiful white sheets. The last time, I put a, a couple ply, right? Like a thick ply of of t- towel. Or no, what is it? Paper towel. And you know what? No dodging. He's like, okay, this is the spot. So I've essentially trained him. To just okay. puke on whatever I put in front of him rather than the bed. Michael, when I said so, that we should work on refining the outro, this isn't exactly what I had in mind. I'd like to thank <laughs> Cusco. That's it. All right. You want to just use that cut? Like, what do you, what do you, I want to thank Jared, great host. I want to thank Arrow for shooting his shot. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Arrow, for uh, organizing this chaos into something listenable, hopefully. Uh, if you want to check out some other stuff, uh, you can check out Michael. He's uh, doing some music reaction stuff over on Michael Costa Music. If uh, you want to check out me, 
uh, I'm also reacting to music crazy, right? Uh, you can check that out on YouTube as well. Links for all of that stuff down in the description. Uh, I don't know, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, photo underscore bros underscore pod. You can subscribe to our newsletter. I'm not sure what I'm doing with my fingers right here, but um, we'll see you next week.